0: This is part one of our psychic abilities series on darkness to light. How are these abilities acquired? Are you born with them? Or can they be developed? Sean Crucia, Stacey Mitchell, Tommy Hawksblood, and Exie Smith gave us their stories. Exie, tell us about yourself.
1: Um I'm a natural-born medium. I am also a psychic. I'm an author of three books, a reverend, a Reiki practitioner, Oh, life counselor without a certificate because that just happens, um, and living life and, you know, finding the way. I'm a ghost hunter. I, you know, it's just so, so many things. Throw a title. And, you know, we like titles. We like that kind of thing. So I'm, a, I'm an energy reader and everything along those lines, which is makes my heart happy.
0: Oh, that's great. So what activity do you most engage in right now?
1: Right now, uh, between house cleansings, which I can do remotely, or I've been going <sighs> there because some of these people, the activity in their homes is is horrendous. It, it's either because they've been locked in too long and things are coming out personality-wise, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, and then the other thing is readings. I am reading for nurses and doctors incredibly, and their phone readings. Uh, I, I'm, I'm booked out. I'm booked out for the next two months, and that's doing a reading or two every day. It's And I get it. I really understand where they're coming from. They want to know what's, you know, when when I was getting these back four months ago, um, they wanted to make sure they were going to live. And I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I can't guarantee that. That's between your actions and your, your higher power. But this is what I see. I'm not a predictor. You know, you can go out of a building and turn left instead of right. And you've just changed everything I told you. So, um, you know, we, we get them as close as possible within the realms of, of what they're looking at. So, you know, that kind of thing. So it's been, it's been wild. It's been very um, interesting, but it's also been lonely. I miss all my people,
0: <laughs> you know. So with the doctors, um, what's the issue exactly? They're dealing with spirits?
1: They're dealing with spirits, and they're dealing—they're dealing with quandaries because they're taught, you know, finite things, and and they take their pledge, and and it's amazing what they do. It's something, you know, a lot of of responsibility, and um, they have issues, but they also have issues. A lot of these doctors and nurses that they're they're feeling, now they're feeling the letdown because they don't have wards anymore. They don't have hundreds of people. They're not rushing around. They're, you know, they're, they're hitting bottom. They're tired, they're done. And, and they've got maybe 20 people in a hospital that have COVID or 10 or less. And they don't know what to do with this because they've geared up and they were ready for this plague and this charge. And it's not there now so now they're freaked out too is it coming back that's the biggest question that i get other than am i going to find a man and how much money am i going to (laughs) make you know which hey i'll help you there too um i remember going to psychics and mediums and asking the same question so i get it but those that's the biggest question you know is there a second round is there a second wave coming
0: okay and how long have you been a psychic
1: um, Psychic abilities, like six or seven years, I was born a medium, I've known things my entire life, there's no way I should know, and I mean, I was a little kid, I'd walk my mom around the neighborhood, and I'd tell her the neighbors that were cheating on each other, and who was having fights, and, and, that, you know, kids, I was telling about, talking about people that were hurting themselves, and I was talking about cutting, and I didn't understand what that meant as, as a four and, you know, five-year-old. And um, getting my parents involved in things, helping other people that they didn't really understand why they were, they just knew they should. Uh, but the psychic part, I really didn't know if I should own because I always thought that that was my gods, who who he is to me, not, you know, to everybody else. I always thought that was his gig to talk about the psychic, the, the future, the that kind of thing. So I, I, I shied away from it. And and they brought it to me, so I started to bring it to my clientele because that's what I was told to do, and um, it was really right. It was quite a quandary for me. I didn't know what to do with that for a long time, and then I just started to get messages that were, I must to deliver. Um, I told a guy that you know he needed to go get his 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 private parts, check because I think he had an issue, you know, during a reading. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to tell this man this, that he's got to go have this exam. And they're like, yes, this is your job. This is what you've said you'll take on. You have to do this. And so I told him and he got a hold of me and he said, yeah, it was on a large prostate. Thank you so much. It saved me a lot of issues and a lot of problems. He goes, they hadn't hadn't detected it and I hadn't noticed really anything, you know, it's, it's over time, some of these things. So, you know, there's stuff like that. Um, telling women they need to go get a breast exam, um, colonoscopies. Have you had a physical? Are you on blood thinners? Are you, you know, it's, it's really, and I tell them, I am not a doctor, but this is what they're telling me. And I see, so cause you have to disclaimer yourself. You have to protect yourself. Um, but you have to deliver the messages as well. So it's it's interesting. It's big. It's bigger than I ever thought.
0: Okay, and have you had a, a psychic gift ever since you were a child, or how did it start?
1: No. Um, the mediumship, yes. Because mediumship and psychics are two different things. Um, so the psychic abilities came about Gosh, I guess six years ago and I started to get things and actually it was seven years ago, seven and a half, because I knew my father was going to die and I knew how it was going to happen and there was really nothing I could do. And I asked my spirit guides, do I talk to his doctors? What do I do? What do I do? And they said, this is not your decision. This is his life choice and you have to leave it to him. So I put this in I don't even know if it's the second or third book. And I talked about it and I got a lot of fleck for it. And I'm like, you can't step in. You can't change the path of history. That's not your job. You can inform people so that they can make a choice to choose their, you know, their path and change their own history, their own future. But you can't do that. And there's, so there's that line again. And, you know, I mean, I don't want that burden. I don't want that. That's that they're living their life. I'm not living their life. I have people all the time get a hold of me. Tell me what to do and I'm like, I can't do that. You need to step up to the plate and make your own damn decision and make your choice. You know, you've got you're you're very fortunate. This was the last one. It's like there's two jobs. You have two job offers. They're both your path. Let's put it that way. You make a choice they're both going to take you forward. One might be a smoother path than the other because it's, it's a more correct path for you at the moment. Doesn't mean it's going to be in a year, but you know, and the other one could be a little rockier, could be more learning, could be there's somebody in the office that's a real curmudgeon there, you know, there's always something. So um, I kind of came about it in that manner. And I think it was, it has to be about seven and a half years ago because I knew about my dad and um, my dad was my guy. That was crushing. That was that was tough.
0: OK, Sean, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Yeah, it's a little I'm a little under the weather today, so I'm going to do my best. OK,
0: well, thanks for joining us anyway, man. I hope you feel better. Thank you. So we're talking about psychic abilities today. Okay.
3: Um,
0: how, did, how did your psychic abilities start? Um, I do recall a few instances as
2: a child being able to interact with um, spirit. But I think that, strangely enough, my biggest uh, recollection of my abilities uh, came in a, in a sense of something that I saw coming for somebody that I didn't even know. And uh, I I knew that my mom watched a lot of the movies associated with this person, um, but I didn't really know who she was. Um, a girl, uh, basically an actress named Natalie Wood. Mm-hmm. When I was 14 years old, I, um, I saw a boat, I saw drinking and I saw what was unfolding. And I told my mom and it kind of scared me, I, I'll be honest, because I don't like to look at I didn't look like to look at death, you know, and and it's one of those things where I kind of shut things down a little bit because I saw that. Uh, but at 14 and it didn't happen for another two years later, but um, that was one piece of my gifts where I could see things that were coming. Obviously, the mediumship and connecting with um, spirits happened when I was much younger. But, um, you know, I was in the military. Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, on convoys the last few years I was in, in Afghanistan. And I was, was guided on, on uh, making sure that, you know, that we were safe. Any situation, um, the first, time, first tour I was there, um, I was only there for two tours. The first tour I was on, uh, the, the major that was with me, she, she was really adamant. She listened to what I told her because it was pretty accurate on everything that uh, we needed to do. Um, the second, one, second tour, um, the major that I worked with didn't care. Um, he was kind of at, at the point of I whatever happens, happens. Um, but so it was kind of a blessing that at least on the first tour to have somebody that actually trusted in your gut and your instincts um, and and what was flowing, I w- I always felt as though my mother was guiding me in Afghanistan. So, I feel like it was a blessing um, coming out of uh, that situation. I began to um, partake in par- par- paranormal investigations. My sister actually introduced me to this because I wasn't. Re- I, I spent a lot of time overseas, so I had no idea what this was. Um, and so I went to begin investigating. Realized on my very, very, very first investigation that I could, uh, I could see th- things that nobody else could see. I could hear things that nobody else could hear. Um, I was really in tune with the location. I was spot on with what people had experienced previously. Um, so I started to question whether or not Afghanistan had kind of uh, skewed my viewpoint, or you know, you know, you, you kind of question your own sanity at that point. So I went through a tirade of buying up upwards of $15,000 worth of paranormal equipment, which I still own. And tr- just strictly trying to validate what was coming through and spent the next couple years doing exactly that validating um, all of my experiences, traveling the country on, on different locations with different teams. Um, and just finally settled in that, Hey, you know what? this is real, this is real. This is what's what I've been chosen to do after the military. Um, it's it's just one of those things that uh, is really interesting. I, I, I began participating in a uh, psychic development group, which met once a week um, consistently for uh, four years. And that also enhanced me. It worked a lot with working with energy and working with seeing things for other others. And it kind of opened up other portions of my gifts. Um, I can see things for people. I can smell, I can taste, I can, you know, I can see, I can hear all of that. Um, And all of this helped through this psychic development group where we would um, do these exercises to kind of um, grow and enhance and begin to really truly trust in what, what uh, is coming through because half the problem is, you know, it's that trust factor. It's, it's going, okay, it's, I I really am seeing stuff for this person. Um, I need to to be the message. I I need to be the messenger to deliver this. Um, And then, you know, a lot of people really second guess what's coming through. So it took a while to just be free form and allow the messages to flow. Without second guessing them, and it, you know, in, in moments of, of or you know times um, like was previously said. I'm sorry, I just barely logged on, but I did hear some of the discussion on the medical piece, which is really kind of tough to to kind of relay. But sometimes when I say, "Hey, I'm I'm feeling some issues within a particular region," I do have to deliver it. But at the same time, you know, like I say, "Hey, you know, I'm feeling some issues with your upper upper." Uh, teeth on the, you know, so I don't know you need to go get checked out. Every time, just like uh, she was saying, it's, it's been pretty spot on. So it's, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of relay, but at the same time, number one, I'm not a dentist. Number two, I'm not a doctor, you know? So it's one of those things where you go on, okay, I'm just going to relay this with the caveat that, Hey, I am not a doctor. Go seek a professional, you know? And so this has been quite a journey from, from seeing things when i was young to uh, seeing things for others when i was young and then transitioning to helping people within the paranormal region Um, i can actually um, video chat with somebody and they can walk me around a particular location and i can tell you what's in the location by using my empath or my empathic abilities my guide will kind of let me know if there's something intelligent there if there's stuck energy in the location what's actually in the location what's in the particular room and then I've I've helped um, a, a lot of people that way just video chatting with them and having them walk me around and give them kind of a you know piece where they they were really just in turmoil going there's something really spooky going on in my house and I'm going well Technically, it's not spooky because it's just like grandma or, or you know, or dad or somebody that's in there just, just, you know, trying to get a message to you, something really sweet and something honest, you know, so it's, it's been a real blessing kind of working through my gifts. Um, and I'm always, always grateful for everything that comes through. Uh, that's the main thing I think is just staying in a place of gratitude.
0: Okay. Thank you, Sean. Hey, uh, stay... Stacy. yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So we're talking about psychic abilities. How did yours start? Did yours start as a child?
1: Yes, they did. I didn't. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that um, I was like grandma. You know, we didn't say the word psychic. We didn't. Uh, we didn't talk about it. We had a kind of a telepathic connection. And I just knew I was like her. Um, And so I really didn't understand till I was um, seven, eight, nine. Then I started getting a better handle on what was going on around me. But yeah, very early.
0: Okay, so one of the things I want to get a handle on today is, is this something that you're born with? Or is it something that... um, you can develop. Uh, Tommy, do you have an answer for that?
3: Well, there's two sides to that. It depends which, <clears throat> I told you there's basically 32 psychic abilities and they're natural, but the ones that mankind created are more created by abilities, by being able to work with them and adjust them and learn them. Uh, when I talk about abilities, you learn my like card reading, bone reading, Ash reading, uh, even uh, Reiki and all these things. It's, a, It's something you can learn, but you can't learn how to levitate somebody. Nobody can teach you how to do that. You can't talk to spirits. Nobody can really teach you how to do that. Uh, You can work with people that say they will, and you can go through all that, but it's who you are that's going to allow that to happen. Uh, My life was a lot different because I was on a, a different kind of journey than most people. I wasn't really concerned about planet Earth. I was more concerned about the inner worlds and the higher worlds. So I spent most of my time eventually traveling into the higher worlds, but I had to get past the ester plane. And very few people know much about the ester plane, which is to me, which I try to bring out and talk about and teach more than anything else. I mean, I (coughs) UFOs and aliens and all that, but uh, I'm a rebel with that too, because I've been doing this all my life. And to say there's a good alien out there is like saying there's spiritual people on the planet, which I don't agree with. I mean, uh, Jesus said there'll be many greater than he, and there hasn't been one yet. So I'm at a, I'm at a high, high place where I'm looking down at people, not judging them, but saying, look, we don't have spiritual people on this planet. Everybody says they're spiritual. Helping people isn't the road to God realization. I mean, people want to believe that we're all spiritual beings and we're all this and that. We're not until we become that. And you have to become aware. And the first thing you're going to become aware of is God. If you don't ever become aware of God, you can't become aware of soul in itself, which dwells on the soul plane. If you can't get to the soul plane, you'll never understand soul what it is as well. The astral plane is where 32 psychic abilities come from. And you got deities and you got a uh, couple different things that control what leaves that, that realm. So when people say they went to the Akashic records and they saw the history and the future and past, it's, it's wrong, I could say spiritually wrong, if somebody reads somebody else's uh, chart especially if they weren't given permission. I mean, it's the idea of somebody says, Oh, can you read it and tell me or something like that? It's a little bit different, but again, I, I, somebody was mentioning before saying that we really don't have the right to change a person's reality. We can guide them and give them information that can help them. But when I I was a witch, when I was 16, I was a witch for about four or five years, I learned about 20 psychic abilities and I was able to use them all. Uh, Again, And this is only my viewpoint uh, because of what I see. You can't use too many psychic abilities as a good thing, no matter what you say. A person, to do anything for another person, has to know their karma. And to say, I'm going to heal you, I'm going to make you better, if you don't understand their karma, karma is given to a person because of what they did. And it's not like anybody can take it away except the person that created it. so when I, I mean, I, I my partner is a Buddhist Lama. I, I studied all different religions and I studied their path, their idea, the, the reflection to that. And the new age world doesn't even respect God to a point where God is an individual reality separate than we are. I mean, mankind is trying to say, we're all one, we're all part of this consciousness. I say, if I was part of that consciousness, I would just determine, destroy my whole others of myself and completely wipe myself off the, the reality. Because I say, why would I want to be part of that? And souls down here, for one reason, it's not to save the world. Uh, It's to save themselves as a soul and understand what that is. The astral plane's a little different. The mental plane, the etheric planes are a lot different. But the abilities you get here, if you use them, it's hard to use them wisely. Uh, Now, just one one quick example. Uh, I I was working with the top medium in the United States in 19, I guess the late 60s and she was rated number one by the Psychic Center in New York City. She was a top medium at the time, and it was real, one famous person in the United States. His, came, his name was Don Lepore. He used to claim he channeled Jesus and all that kind of stuff. Then J.J. Knight came out. So that, that, there were two big names in the United States at that time when I was younger. But at that time, I was already doing hypnosis, past life regression, and I was working with different psychic abilities. Don Laporte came to my house to do a seance in our house with, with people. And he wanted to show me because he wanted me to come to the psychic center. And I brought him to the house. and We set up for a seance. There was 13 people there sitting at the table. They all saw my third eye open. And then he came to me after it was over. I want you to come to the psychic center. And what I said to him, I don't work with fakes. And I was only 16 years old. So, I mean, I've been there. I've done it. And when I talk about psychic abilities, when we use them to help other people, I mean, it feels good. We think it's good. It's like when people say they send unconditional love to the world. How many people in Russia and China and Africa are getting benefits from that? Right now, the, the planet Earth is in the worst condition it has ever been in. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to get into that into a little bit later, why we have what we have right now with demons, entities, and everything else coming into this planet. And there's only one reason for that. And very few people know what that is. Because uh, it, be, it was after the Bible, it was after everything else was written. So it's not like everybody knew what was going to happen and why it was going to get created and why we're dealing with it. My one good friend, he's one of the top exorcists in the United States. He does 300 a year. I, only, I, did, I, I did a few. I don't like doing it. I only do it for people that I truly uh, worry about or care about. Uh, I don't get involved with other people because I don't want to absorb their karma and get involved with it. Uh, Because they have to work it out sooner or later even in the next lifetime if they can't work it out in this lifetime Which most people don't so I I was on the ester plane watch people come and go come back here Uh, And the other thing is most people don't stay one sex I mean you might be a man in five lifetimes and come back as a girl in the next one So and that's where the agenda uh, Recognizing whether we're male or female is really changed. I don't want to go on too much, but uh, yeah It's changing the way we think uh, Especially with walk-ins now and all the other words that we're using I live in it-